Happy Resurrection Sunday, Faith Builders Church. I am so excited to be coming to your home from my home on this beautiful Resurrection Sunday. I am starting a four-week series starting today on the I Am's of Jesus. And of course, today we're going to be studying about the I Am, the Resurrection and the life because it's Easter Sunday and we know that Jesus, our Savior, has risen from the dead and that's why we celebrate this special day today. So we're gonna start off in a story in uh, John, the book of John, and leading up to this story of Lazarus, right before this happened, bad things were happening. Have you ever had just bad things happen all in a row? Well, in this part of the story, Lazarus had died, Thomas was freaking out, and Martha was mad. That might sound like a few family reunions right there, but in one instant, though, where things were so bad, when Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life, shows up, everything changes. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. So let's open up our Bibles. If you are um, got your Bibles at home and your notebook, and I want us to look at John chapter 11, and we're going to look at verses 1 and 3. And this is the story. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister, Martha. Now, remember, they were really close friends. Jesus had been to their house many times. And verse three says, so the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. I want to ask you this morning, is there something in your life that you once loved and now it's gotten sick? Maybe something you were passionate for and you've lost your passion for it. Maybe your marriage was amazing and now you're kind of just going through the motions and that thing that used to be so exciting has grown sick. Those are the things that I want to talk about today. Those areas of our life that we wonder, God, where are you at? And I've kind of grown weary in these things and we really need Jesus, who is the resurrection in life, to show up on the scene. So if you go on to verse four, it says this. When he heard this, Jesus said, Jesus is the one who can heal. This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now think about that. Jesus, who is the miracle waymaker, said, he's not going to die. I'm going to be glorified through whatever is about to happen. Now something we see here about Jesus, and I think we all can identify in our walk, Jesus is never in a hurry. You know, he never shows up when we think that he should show up. Jesus waited two days before he began his journey back after hearing about the friend that he loved had grown sick. The miracle worker waited. Maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe you feel like, God, where are you? He's waiting to show up with the miracle. But how many know God is a miracle working God? He's always right on time. He always has glory on the other side of our dead end. And so when Jesus finally shows up at the scene, Martha said, In verse 22, but I know that even now, I want everybody to say with me, say even now, you can type it in your little memo there, even now, God will give you whatever you ask. I want to talk about that even now, that no matter what your situation looks like, it may look dead, your marriage may look over, you may feel hopeless, you may be watching today and you don't even have Jesus, but even right now in those dead situations, whatever we ask, God is going to show up in the scene, amen? We want in this moment where things look dead for faith to come alive on the inside of us. We know that as believers that all things are possible with God. 
I want you to shout this out with me today. He can bring dead things back to life. Amen. Jesus, the resurrection and the life can bring dead things back to life. Whatever you're facing today. Maybe you're discouraged and you feel like, God, where are you? Right now, the presence of God can come into your home and give you your hope back. Maybe you're lonely today and you feel like you're all by yourself. Even now, when everything looks hopeless, the presence of the Holy Spirit can come in and be your comforter and be your peace. You know, even in a season of my early days of being single and I didn't understand how to be fulfilled in Jesus, I needed an even now moment when I woke up lonely and I woke up wondering, God, where are you and why, why don't I have someone in my life yet? But I called out to God that even now, God, even now, you can do what I'm asking. And you know, it didn't show up the way that I thought it should show up, but the presence of God came in my room all those years ago, and his love fulfilled me. His love filled that emptiness and that void that is on the inside of my heart, and he filled it with so much contentment and peace. So no matter what you're facing today, even if the miracle doesn't happen yet, I'm telling you, the presence of God, Jesus, the resurrection and the life can give you whatever you need today. Somebody say amen. Amen. It's Resurrection Sunday. Let's get our faith up there. Let's get excited. All things are possible to those who will believe. Maybe this morning you're watching and your heart has grown cold and it's grown callous against the things of God. Maybe you once served him and you find yourself away from him because you've been frustrated and you've grown weary. Or maybe you're watching today and you've never even received Jesus that I'm talking about the resurrection and the life. You're going to have an opportunity to receive him today before we close out our service. But I want to talk to you about really quick three things. We're going to talk about dead ends in our life that bring discouragement in our life. Number one, dead end in your doubts. Maybe you're sitting today in your life and you have doubts that God is going to do what he said he could do. And we can join Thomas because we know Thomas was always the doubting Thomas. He was always questioning Jesus. And in this story, we find um, Thomas was on this journey with Jesus and they found out that Lazarus had just died. Now, if you look at John chapter 11, verse 16, it says this. Then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Oh my gosh, think about the dramatic of Thomas. Where was Jesus and, and our friend died and he got caught up in all these emotions and he got caught up in the dead of doubt. And maybe that's where you're at. Maybe you're doubting the will of God. Maybe you had big plans and dreams and you're not seeing that unfold yet and you find your place at this dead end of doubt. God wants to come in, like in verse four that we talked about earlier, and he says, no matter what you're facing, I'm God and I'm gonna be glorified on the other end of this area that you can't see me yet. Maybe you've grown weary in your doubts of God. Maybe you have a spiritual doubt in God because he doesn't seem to be found faithful in your life. Maybe you have doubts in someone that you looked up to and maybe they had shortcomings and they had failures and you've gotten doubt and why would God allow that or why would that happen in my life? We don't understand everything, but we know that God can show up in whatever situation that you may be facing today. The second thing I wanna talk about is dead in your discouragement. How many are ever discouraged and we withdraw because we're just so like, God, why didn't you show up? Why didn't the miracle happen? Why didn't what I was praying for be manifest, right? Well, if you look at this story, continue on, on chapter, verse 20, it says, but when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, 
Now, what we know about Martha, Martha was always trusting God. Martha was always sitting at his feet. And even though her, her brother Lazarus has died, the Bible says Martha heard Jesus coming. And what did she do? She went out to meet him. But Mary stayed home. You know, if you study the history of Mary with Jesus, she was always kind of frustrated with Jesus. She was always staying in the kitchen cooking. And this time she was so discouraged, she wouldn't even come out to meet Jesus because she probably figured, why didn't Jesus, who says he loves my brother, not show up and now he's dead? And she was hiding from Jesus. How many of us do that in discouragement? We withdraw from church. We withdraw from relationships. We withdraw from our time with God because we're so discouraged because we really wanted the one that we trusted to show up on the scene and he didn't do it the way that we thought he should do it or in his timing, right? Let's not hide from Jesus today. Let's not run away. Let's press in and let's trust God. The third area I want to talk about that we find in this story is dead in delay has any of you ever had God's promises on delay? Oh my gosh, I've been discouraged so times because God did not show up when I thought that he should show up. And at this point of the story, the Lazarus had already been dead for three days. Now I want you to look at the similarities of Lazarus, dead three days in the tomb, and our Savior dead three days in the tomb. And I wanna look at these parallels as we close out our Easter service today. It says, the Bible says that Lazarus stinketh. He delayed so long that in the tomb, the stone had already been rolled and he stinketh already. But let's look at verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Verse 21, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Listen, delay does not mean denial. Maybe you're delayed on getting married. Maybe you're delayed in getting that promotion or that job. Maybe you're delayed and you're desiring a baby and you're not been able to conceive yet. And it just seems like, Jesus, why aren't you showing up? But I want to encourage you today that God's delays are not his denials. He is still on the throne. Amen. Listen to this. Just because God hasn't done it yet doesn't mean that God is still not in charge. Ooh, I want you to get that in your heart. Just because God hasn't done it yet doesn't mean that God is still not in charge. He is still working everything out for good for his glory. He knows how to resurrect the dead places of your life. He knows how to bring your dreams back to life again. Bring your children back to Jesus. Bring your passion and love for relationship with God once again. It may look like it's over, but not with God. Amen. Listen, God still sits on the throne. He is still the great I am. His word is still yes and it is amen. Somebody shout, somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody say thank you Jesus. It's time to awaken our dreams, awaken our passion, awaken our desires and know that Jesus the living one is showing up on the scene. Now listen to this. Jesus said to Martha, verse 24, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. See, Martha could not see the miracle working power that was standing right in front of her. She said, well, I know he's going to resurrect when you come back, Jesus, but what about now? And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus, I am 
the resurrection in and the life. It doesn't say that I can resurrect. He said, I am the resurrection, the power of resurrection. The one who believes in me will live even though he dies. Listen, this message of Jesus being the resurrection and the life is for believers to bring dead things back to life again. But this is also the powerful message of salvation. That if you're watching today and you are void and you are empty and you don't have Jesus, Jesus is the one that says, if you will believe on me, I will give you resurrection power. I will give you resurrection life. I will give you hope. I will give you joy. If you've been dealing with depression, God's going to exchange it for joy. If you've been dealing with fear, he's going to give you faith. Why? Because he isn't just resurrection. He is the resurrection and the life. Amen. That's who God is. He didn't say, I'm able to do it. He said, I am. And verse 26 says, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. If you live your life believing in Jesus, you will never die. It doesn't mean our earth suit won't die and go be with the Lord, but it means that when, when we die, we're going to spend eternity in heaven. It doesn't mean we're never going to die. It just means when I do die, I'm going to be living in eternity in heaven. Amen. So he asked this question after he said, I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the one that raises dead things and I'm the miracle worker. He asked him this question, do you believe? Whoa, what a powerful question. I want to ask you that today. Do you believe in Jesus, the resurrection, the life giver, the hope maker? Amen. The one who stirs up our passion, forgives us of our sins, heals us and restores us back to life again. I want you to write this down this morning. The resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is not an event. It's a person. The resurrection is the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is resurrection power. Listen to this. Dead things don't stay dead when resurrection walks into the room. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Dead things don't stay dead when Jesus shows up on the scene. I don't care what you're going through today. Jesus, the resurrection power is here in your life to bring freedom and hope and deepen your love for the Savior once again. Amen. How many remember that song? I got the power. <laughs> now, you know, I'm not a singer. That's as far as I'm going to go. And you can say, I say welcome. Thank you. <laughs> but listen to what Jesus said after this. And we are rounding the corner of how awesome God is. In verse 43, Jesus told them this, take away the stone. That thing that is, is blocked up by a stone that's dead. Jesus says, roll that stone away. And in verse 43, he says, when he said this, Jesus called with a loud voice. He said, Lazarus, come out. My dad taught me a long time ago that maybe God had to say Lazarus' name because if he said just come back to life or come out, every, every dead person in the graves would have come forth because that's the power of resurrection and life. But he said, Lazarus, come forth. What happened in verse 43? The dead man came out. Thank you, Jesus. You that have Jesus, you that don't have Jesus, when you're dead in Christ, when you are born again, that dead man comes out. And the Bible says his hands and feet were stripped of linen and cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let 
him go. Amen. Jesus is resurrection of life. It's time to take off the grave clothes. It's time to take off disappointment and discouragement and delay and all those things that we get all caught up in. And Jesus says, let them go and set them free. The resurrection power of Christ. Now, what I want you to look at here is look at the similarities of Lazarus. Jesus had to tell the men, take that stone away. But when the women showed up at the tomb of Jesus, when he was buried, they looked at the stone and said, who's going to remove the stone? They weren't strong enough to move, remove the stone for the Savior. But what happened? Jesus' resurrection power removed that stone. And that's the power that we live in today. What are the things that you feel incapable of moving? What are those things that you don't feel strong enough to handle anymore? Those disappointments have weighed so heavy on your heart and you're like, how can I even get it out of my way to see Jesus? And Jesus is saying, you don't have to. My resurrection power and life is commanding that stone to be removed from your life. And that small voice that called Lazarus, I shouldn't say small voice, the same voice that called Lazarus out of the grave is calling you today calling you today. The Bible says that he calls you by his name, by your name. When you're, when you're listening today, it's so easy to hear this message for everybody. But I want you to know today that Jesus is calling you by your name. Come forth. Put your name in there. Come forth. It's time to arise. It's time to get our joy back. It's time to get excited for Jesus. Get excited for winning the loss. We have the resurrection power to receive in our life and to give it away. Amen. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. Your sins can be forgiven, not because you're good, but because he's good. Somebody say amen. You can be set free, not because you're strong, but because he's strong. You can feel his presence, not just because you deserve it, but because he loves you that much. Resurrection power is who Jesus is. Listen, one touch from God today can bring the dead things back to life for you. In, if my God can defeat death and resurrection, he can defeat anything, amen? He can forgive you of your sins. And this is the good news you don't have to do it on your own. Jesus did it for you. He paid the price. He laid his life down. He was the one that died on Good Friday and resurrected with power and authority. He's the one that went to hell and took the keys of life and death from the enemy and gave them to the believers. You have the keys of life and death in every area of your life. And what a better time today than on Easter Sunday to allow the resurrection power of our Savior to come alive on the inside of us. Amen. Pastor Matt and Ginger is going to lead a salvation prayer and then we're going to close out in a celebration song with our praise team and then your kiddos are going to have a live worship time together easter jams so i would like to take just a minute to pray with you before we move on to the next thing today pray the presence of god and the presence of the Holy Spirit to reach you right where you're at. So Father God, I just thank you for every person that is watching here today. Lord, whether there's a family or single parent or a person alone there today, I ask Holy Spirit that you reach in with your presence and with your anointing, that you touch them right where they're at. And this morning, I just want you to lift your hands up where you're at. We don't have to be super religious about it, but let's just receive what God has for us today. And Father, we just thank you for your presence today. 
We thank you for Resurrection Sunday, that you are the resurrection and you are the life and you are the power and you are the hope. So God, I ask that your presence goes in and you watch over them, you comfort them, you ignite their faith again, stir up their passion once again for you, Father God. We thank you, Jesus, that we have this opportunity to celebrate you, our risen Savior. And Father, we're always careful to give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you all so much. I can't wait to see you next week. God bless you.